Halloween, wow. the Halloween Starburst, where you get a, two of them in a pack. Nothing worse than getting two orange. <laughs> Nothing. Greetings, listeners, domestic, international, and demonically possessed. I'm Dave Reed. And I'm Kristen Riley. And this is the Rotating Cast Files. Where we watch and discuss TV series that were canceled too soon. Today we are talking about Crazy Head, Season 1, Episode 3, Shave the Cat. It was written by Howard Overman, again. Directed by Al McKay, again. So far, they have done every episode. Mm -hmm. Today we have a summary of this episode by Mark A. Wood that I found on IMDb, maybe? Man, I had 11,000 tabs open right before this. I'm not quite sure. I think from IMDb. And this is what he has to say. What should you do if your friend returns from the dead as a bloodthirsty revenant? If you're Amy and Raquel, take her captive, load up on beers and snacks, and head for an isolated cabin in the woods with the legions of hell in hot pursuit. Reasonable. Yeah. This episode, I was looking up a couple of other things. Like I said, 11,000 tabs. And from Den of Geeks, I found a review by Louisa Meller, and I really liked this little bit about this particular episode. So what she has to say is, The joy of last, last week's crazy head was Raquel's emergence as the show's super-powered focus and her developing friendship with Amy. It's disappointing then for Shave the Cat to more or less shrug off what happened in the ice rink and split the girls up with a scattershot episode that goes off in all directions. Ouch. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to read that instead of pretending that I was going to recall anything as concise as that. <laughs> but mainly, yeah, we came off of a really good episode. Yep. There was a lot of energy. There was a lot of emotion. There was a lot of story building and world building. And then we get Shave the Cat. So we open with the final scene of the last episode. Yeah, that's always fun. I mean, it was fine, but it was funny because I was thinking, all right, so what happened last time? And then the very final episode or the very final scene is the first scene here. So I was like, oh, okay, well, now we don't have to remember. It opens with Amy in the bathroom brushing her teeth and we get the mirror scare with Suzanne standing behind her. She's filthy from being buried in the woods and she tells Amy that Amy sucks at exorcisms and she's also mad about her hair and also, also, she's very hungry. And I'm getting worried. Well, she goes to the kitchen and she's filthy. So we get a wider shot and you could just see she's like covered in somebody mixed up just a little bit of mud and rubbed it all over her legs. <laughs> just a, just a like one ounce of mud all over her full legs. And I guess it's a good thing that they ignored my critique by not burying her very deep. That's true. If they had done that, she might have taken longer to get back. Which is, I don't know how much time has actually passed. But yes, she's eating from the fridge and as she's grabbing things, she's taking bites and throwing it on the floor. Because it all tastes like garbage. Garbage and actual Terrible. shit is what she said about the pasta. Pasta, tomato sauce, and capers. Yeah, I was trying to avoid saying that. Well. Condra's too much bleh. Yeah. This scene is reminiscent of Jennifer's body when Jennifer comes back and is eating everything out of the fridge and she's like crouched on the floor and eating that chicken, the, yeah. chi the whole chicken. But Jennifer's body did the scene better. Yeah, I've seen that movie once. I don't really remember it very vividly. 
As Suzanne tosses everything on the ground, Amy asks what happened to her, and Suzanne basically undug herself and then walked home. That's essentially what happened. Yeah, essentially, she remarks something about, like, I figured I'd just walk home, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> figured I'd just walk home. This is when everything pauses and we get the heartbeat sounds indicating that Suzanne is attracted to blood. Oh, I was thinking human flesh. Oh, but the heartbeat sound uh, is blood. It's, it's, it's an alive thing. <laughs> yeah. This is when Mark, the walking haircut, pings Suzanne. <laughs> but Amy asks her, or talks her out of going over to his. Suzanne says that... Well, she's not sleeping alone after all of this, so she's sleeping with Amy. And Amy's like, um... And so Suzanne, still hungry, because she hasn't eaten anything, she just spit everything on the floor, and dumped the milk on the floor. Dumping cartons of milk on the floor is just like, this is gonna be bad, always. Even if the food doesn't taste good, why would you just chuck it on the floor? Because your friend just killed you and so, buried you in the woods. So that's no reason for rudeness. I would absolutely do it and walk away and just be like... It's also your home. No, she has to clean it up. She buried me. <laughs> These are house rules. Why? I don't understand no. why you don't understand. Don't throw food on the floor. Don't kill and Wasting bury your food. friends. Don't kill and bury your friends. I will. You don't tell me what to do. You're literally telling me what to do. No, I'm telling you what's proper. Oh, that's right. Because you're the most normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess. And so now also the most proper. Mm-hmm. I'm a proper little boy. I see. So Suzanne walks towards Amy's room. She takes off the oversized filthy t-shirt she has on and climbs into Amy's clean bed, which David had a super problem with. Yeah. Go take a shower first. This is not proper. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was still firmly in the camp of, you killed and buried your friend. She gets to lay filthily in your bed. Amy's trying to get her to go to the hospital, and she says, we can say you OD'd on ketamine. Is that what she said? Yeah. And I'm like, 2016? Ketamine? Is that a thing? In 2016? Do you know what's a thing Seems in 2016? It's like an 03 thing to me. Do you know what drugs are? <laughs> yes, because I learned about them in anti-drug school. Yes. Because that's proper. <laughs> drugs are not proper. Got it. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. David doesn't get his way. Suzanne doesn't shower until the morning. Amy gets into bed. Suzanne cuddles up against Amy because she says she's cold and then asks if Amy's wearing a new perfume, which is another indication that Suzanne isn't who she seems to be. But Amy hasn't seen Suzanne as a demon, so it's something else. It's true. It is something else. So Amy somehow calls Raquel... While Suzanne is asleep and doesn't wake her up, even though they're cuddling and spooning really tight. And all of the lights are on. All of the lights In the are... entire apartment. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. How are you going to get to sleep like that? Impossible. I guess if you... Can't be done. If you unbury yourself and then walk a bunch of miles, maybe you can just sleep wherever. You're just wore out. That yep. makes sense. It does. And you also died. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, give it her those. All right. You're giving her a lot of... Credit. And I'm saying she's being improper. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Raquel wants to know if they're naked. (laughs) Yes. Which I guess is a valid question. No, it's not. (laughs) Why not? When is that ever a valid question? Are you naked? I don't know. Are you naked? This is not a valid question. (laughs) It's not proper? No. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Raquel asks if Amy wants her to come over. Amy says no for some reason. Like thinking everything's fine. As if she's never heard of zombies before. 
But Suzanne's not acting like a zombie. We've all seen zombie movies. Suzanne's kind of acting like a zombie. No, she's not. She's very, very hungry, but not for human food. That's zombie behavior. Right. That's but classic she's, zombie behavior. But she's talking. She's walking fine. She's Her arms aren't falling off. She doesn't have... It's, all of her flesh is intact. They've probably seen the British version of being human. So, this is zombie behavior. I don't think so. I think it's something else. Well, you're going to be right. I know. But I also think it's something else at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think the word zombie can be an umbrella for lots of different types of undead no. who like to consume flesh no fine <laughs> what are you so if it's if the only definition is consuming flesh so like undead consuming flesh undead consuming live flesh no i think uh recently deceased is probably also okay zombies don't have the brain function to like keep a thing alive while they eat it Right, but Suzanne has the brain function. Yeah, well, there's fast zombies and slow zombies. Yeah, but not mentally fast and mentally slow. <laughs> it's physically fast and physically slow. You clearly have not seen all of the Living Dead movies, because sometimes they start shooting guns. I, I don't think I've seen any of the Living Dead there movies. There you go. Anyway, Raquel starts Googling it, and thank goodness she does, because she finds out that Suzanne is a revenant. Well... Let's step back for a second. Okay. Thank goodness she does. She also Googled the exorcism that got us here. <laughs> yeah, she just didn't Google it far enough. It does seem like she's had all night because she doesn't seem to be able to get back in touch with Amy for the rest of the evening. No, and uh, the sun comes up while she's doing it. Yeah. So she did a lot of Googling. I think that was a lot more. She must have learned from the exorcism not to just take the first result. Yeah. She, from it's not necessarily the first result but the first result of the first thing you type into google <laughs> right. you gotta refine your searches for a little while <laughs> but while raquel is doing that suzanne finally showers walks around the flat creepily and then leaves well what happens now is that the phone rings amy's asleep in bed alone and raquel wakes her up she's going through a chest and that's when she leaves a voicemail on no, she's not leaving a voicemail because she's talking to no, Amy. No, she's leaving a voicemail. Oh, is Amy... Yeah, Amy's still asleep. It doesn't wake Amy up. Wow, this is stupid pacing. It's, it's weird pacing, for sure. All right, well, Raquel calls and leaves a voicemail and says she's not who you think she is. She's a revenant. Revenant is what they say. And says some stuff about what that is. And one of the phrases she says is, she'll suck you dry. When Amy wakes up, that's when she realizes Suzanne is not in bed, and she walks around the, the flat for a bit, realizes that Suzanne is gone. At the same time as when Raquel shows up and rings the apartment buzzer, and Amy walks outside, and Suzanne, like, I mean, not Suzanne, Raquel slams into her. It's like <laughs> a body slam. <laughs> so they're talking about what Suzanne could be now. And whatever a revenant is. And also, where could Suzanne be? And at some point, Amy realizes that Suzanne is with the hair guy. I was a little bit ahead of her. I just wrote R.I.P. hair guy. Yeah. So then they run over to hair guy's house. Uh, Raquel says it as the revenant craves the life force that they have lost. That's right. So it's not human flesh. It's blood, but it's, I guess it's just blood is the life force. Because it's always got to be blood. We're not actually discussing dinner right now. Blood is life, like brain. Why do you think we eat it? 
It's what keeps you going, makes you warm, makes you hard, makes you other than dead. Of course, it's her blood. It's unclear. I don't think they thought about it that much. Yeah. Suzanne is, no surprise, at the hair guy's house, and we know that she's going to eat him, but that's fine because no one's surprised or upset about this. No. Hair guy's a douchebag. Yeah. The less we have to see of him, the better. I just wish they didn't replace boring hair guy with other boring hair guy later <laughs> in this episode. Anyway, they, um, Raquel and Amy, I guess they burst they into must, his apartment? Yeah, they must kick his door. Yeah, I th- they kick his door in. Why would they know where he lives? They've known this, or Amy's known this guy for a bit. I thought they knew of this guy. Oh, knew him enough. Eh, whatever. Maybe Suzanne texted would no, because she didn't, Amy didn't know where she was. I was going to say, maybe The last time. Maybe she did something smart and was like, hey, I'm over at this guy's house in case something happens. Yeah, it's not the first time she's been over there. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they burst in the door and find Suzanne eating the guy. She's covered in blood. And so this is why I was saying maybe not blood because she's eating his liver. Oh, his liver. That's a good one. I was just like, where she's eating him, that's not like a vein or anything. No, it's a, it was a stupid placement. Yeah. But I was like, liver, like in squeeze. Ah, oh, fuck. I <laughs> don't know why you didn't pick that up. I'm sorry. Or like an orca. Or like in Hell Money. They just stole people's livers. What was Hell Money? The Chinese people steal people's organs. Oh, God, yes. Ugh. So we cut away to what I guess is a commercial on Channel 4 in Britain. And then we come back and Suzanne is tied to the bed. And she's talking about the eating. The, she's describing how it feels. Right. And how, ah, it just, it was creepy. It was well done. <laughs> but Raquel has a plan. She's conferring with Amy. And basically, it's go out to a cabin in the woods and do a little light camping. Let's just hang out. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Which I think is a good idea because you got to keep Susanna out of society. I just think that you should bring more options of what to eat. Like maybe liver. Bring some liver. Yeah. there's Bring there's some a, raw meat. There's a weird... Well, they don't plan. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. For anything ever in their lives. So I guess it's not surprising that they haven't planned ahead. Yeah, I guess. They have to call Jake because Tyler's car is in the middle of nowhere still. That's right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so getting Jake involved is also just a bad idea. Yeah. But they have to get the crew together <laughs> yeah. for the hijinks to happen. Another idea I have is if there's one thing we have all learned from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's that you can just go to a butcher and buy a bunch of blood. I, yes, have so many notes about that. I also have some notes about Buffy. <laughs> yeah. so, so on the way out to the cabin. We see the demons following Jake. Oh, yes. Yes, the demons are following. And on the way to the cabin, they stop at a pet store. <laughs> and so this is where my first note about Getting blood from a butcher is. <laughs> yep. Why don't they just go there? If that's what you're after. They have blood sausage. You're in Europe. <laughs> I mean, you're in England. They. It's not even a weird thing to ask for. <laughs> it's like gonna be everywhere. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be so much easier to get where you're at. <laughs> and why? Why is the pet store the first place that you think of? My God. Well, this is when we see the red-haired demon, Dylan follow them 
in the pet store where a parrot mimics one of them saying, shut up, you prick. <laughs> so I said last episode that I would finally get the red-haired guy's name. His name is Billy Seymour, and he plays Dylan. He was in something called The Firm that I keep thinking is the, the movie that... John Grisham thing? Right, the John Grisham thing, but it isn't. Um, let's see, he's also, he's in a bunch of stuff. But I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> He's in a TV series called Privates. He's in a couple episodes of Rock and Chips. He does a lot of TV. Another TV series called The Bill. Probably a lot of English TV. Yeah. Since I don't recognize it. No. So, not surprising. While he is looking very, very closely at this bird, he sticks his face, he basically puts his nose inside the bird cage, is how close he gets to this bird. He likes birds. For no reason. That's when Raquel hits him in the face with a plastic cat litter pan, and apparently it knocks him out long enough for them to purchase (laughs) guinea pigs. Yeah. I suppose they stole the guinea pigs, which is why they crashed into the car. On their way out, they like slammed in into the car. Okay. But they got guinea pigs and either they knocked him out long enough to check out or they snatched. They scooped him. Snatch scooped. (laughs) I was trying to make a Guy Ritchie joke when you said snatch and I came up with nothing. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something, so I paused. It didn't go anywhere, so I kept going. Hey, look. So what's a heck of two roof lights? Uh, The sinus frame furniture and the soccer cushions with uh, mats and shack by cover. You saved me. Before um, Amy and Raquel get into the car, Jake and Suzanne are in the car, and Jake asks Suzanne about dying. What's it like to die? What does it feel like? And she tells him it gives you migraines. She says a couple of things, but she says it gives you migraines. And he, being the conversationalist that he is, he says, you know what gives me migraines? Tangerines. Isn't that weird? Yes, it's weird. It's weird, but it's also not equivalent to what is it like (laughs) to die? (laughs) And that's when Amy and Raquel get back. Raquel says they got guinea pigs two for three. Two for three. I wrote three for two. (laughs) I couldn't remember which. Three for two would be a sale. That would be a hell of a deal. But two for three is what I think she said, which is just like you paid extra for them. (laughs) Two for the price of three. Oh, I'm thinking two guinea pigs for three pounds. Oh, (laughs) okay. Um, Anyway, they drive away. We show up in Cullen's office, where Cullen is just monologuing his bad guy monologues. Yep. Which I'm finding to be a little lacking, actually. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you got all of his scenes, because I was like, I'm finishing up my notes for this scene, and do not care what he's actually saying. (laughs) They're just real, I'm generic and mean. Right. And... Yeah, I'm finding it a little lacking because the actor is really good. I think he's doing as much as he can with what he has. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to knock him for that. Yeah, I'm not. I am not knocking uh, Tony Curran because he's really good. The uh, dialogue's just not there. Not sure Howard Overman knows how to write evil villain monologue. Maybe he's also bored. Oh, weird. He's like, oh, this is my bad guy, but <laughs> who cares? <laughs> hey, hey, man, this is your bad guy. <laughs> Oh, why is there another bad guy in this episode? <laughs> He's really good at writing, like, Raquel's dialogue. Yeah. Raquel's dialogue is fantastic. Yeah. But the evil monologuing is just, just generic and mean. I'm just, here, I'm I'm a bad guy. Yeah, every time he shows up, I'm like, I can kind of check out because I understand what's happening. Yeah. 
And then out of nowhere, he just shows Dylan an ink blot. That looks like it's made out of blood. It is red. It's a red ink blot. But it's not like bright ink red. It looks kind of like blood Kind of like red. blood, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's what it was or not. That's what I would have said. What does this remind you of? It reminds me of blood. Did you do that with blood? <laughs> Instead, Dylan vacillates between vagina or a frog or a frog's vagina. Yeah, it takes so long. And the whole, so it's this whole scene's boring, but it doesn't, it's all it, it's just a setup for Callum to hit his lackey again. This is telegraphed from the moment Dylan walks in the office is what's going to happen. Is it, uh, this guy's going to get beat up. Yeah. And it's going to be boring because it's going to be nothing. We don't see it. Just like we didn't see the last time. Yeah, and he hits him with a phone that doesn't break. So he definitely didn't really hit him that hard. No. Unless it's... it was one of those Motorola's. That's true. <laughs> one of those old school Motorola's. It still works to this Dylan's day. Dylan's lucky to be alive. It's true. Yeah. So that scene was kind of lackluster. Did anything else happen in it? Absolutely nothing. I didn't think so. Well, this is when we cut to Tyler, Raquel's brother, calling and asking where his car is. And I don't know what she says, but it's not, it's an unsatisfactory answer. And then she basically hangs up on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're going to the cabin in the woods oh. with a big yellow kayak on the top of their vehicle. So it's a big <laughs> red car with a big yellow kayak. And we know that the demons are following them. Yeah. So it's easy just, to see. It's just the easiest thing to see. I like that you wrote the cabin in the woods because I wrote that they went to the evil dead cabin. <laughs> okay. At the cabin, they realize there's no one to eat nearby except them. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yeah. Amy finally points out the obvious. Right. <sighs> Inside, it's apparent that Sawyer was living there. But why he slept on a cot in the cluttered living room rather than one of the bedrooms is a mystery that no one cares to explore. It's self-flagellation. I see. Amy asks about Sawyer, but Raquel doesn't want to talk about it. She says, just don't get eaten. And Amy puts researching how to get Suzanne back, back on Raquel. Now that Raquel knows she's a revenant, maybe she can get some good, good Googling in. But in order to get the good Googling, she has to get signal because remember they're in the middle of nowhere that's right and so she walks to the top of a hill <laughs> they're at the evil dead cabin in the woods yep so then we cut back to callum who shows up at tyler and raquel's place and just comes at tyler with a bunch of bullshit that's not really worth repeating basically he says he tells tyler that he's raquel's psychiatrist which raquel can easily disprove so it's a bad lie but not right now. Basically, he's, he's there to find out where she's at. All right. And that is successful. Yeah. Tyler does tell him where he's at. Yep. Tell him where they're at. Yes. And who's with her. Tyler just gives up everything. But it's because he trusts this guy who just randomly showed up and said he was the psychiatrist and that Raquel has not been showing up to her appointments. Yeah. That's just what Raquel can easily disprove, though. That's right. what that's kind of what I'm thinking. But not right now. No, not right now. So trust is broken. Now Tyler thinks that she's been lying to him this whole time, which she has been, but about different things. True. <laughs> so <laughs> either way, Callum knows where everyone is. Back at the cabin, Raquel is trying to get cell signal on the hill and some blue-eyed guy, Harry, <laughs> was creeping up on her. He says he wasn't creeping. She says that he was creeping. And he says that's just how he walks. And I was like, well, this guy is going to do some more creeping in this episode. Oh. <laughs> Look, a creeping kid. Yes. From my movie. The creeping kid. 
But no, it didn't happen. They were filming tall, angular, veterinarian film that night. <laughs> yep. The guy who plays Harry is named Charlie Archer. And most recently, he was delivery guy in Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> and that's when I asked if Mission Impossible Fallout is a movie or a video game. But I'm assuming since it's... There's like 9,000 Mission Impossibles. Since so. he's delivery guy, it's probably an actual movie. Yeah. It'd be weird for them to get one voice actor to do delivery guy. <laughs> and I'm pretty thrilled at myself for... Probably being bombarded with the bullshit marketing for a Mission Impossible movie <laughs> and not knowing that there were so many Mission Impossible movies out. There's so many of them. I know. Mission Impossible. And then it's just Tom Cruise and some stuff. Being the exact same guy. <laughs> I, there's Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2, Mission Impossible 3, and then they all have weird names. Oh, okay. Well, you should at least... Well, I'm not even going to look at it. Look, look it up. It's basically, like I said. Harry is there also looking for cell service. Raquel threatens him with David's eBay stick, but <laughs> he apologizes and said, no thanks, he'll take the grass over here. Back at camp, Suzanne is tied up and asks Amy about Tyler. At this point, they have Suzanne tied to a tree. So last time we saw her, she was tied up in the car. Now she's tied up to a tree. In a little bit, she'll be tied up to a radiator. Yeah. They never show us them moving her. I don't think it's necessary to show that. I do, because these folks have no idea what they're doing, and Suzanne could have gotten away so long ago. And they have to get close to untire and yeah, stuff. That's my point. These people are bumbling. They are not doing it the right way. If they were doing it the right way, I wouldn't want to see it. They might be doing it right after they give her a guinea pig, so she's satiated. Maybe. In her right mind. That'd be the best way to do it. Amy retells her story about how she told Tyler they were going to have sex and then she did a rudder and there and Suzanne's laughing and saying just call him don't don't leave it like that because it's obvious Amy likes Tyler so this is this is a whatever story to just kind of recap what happened in previous episodes but also to show that Suzanne and Amy are acting like old times yeah even though Suzanne's a demon she's dead she's not a she's not a demon she's dead it's a little girl talk <laughs> to show, you know, they're friends. Yes. They're still friends. You could be dead and be friends. Yeah. Why not? While Amy tries to make a fire for the very first time in her entire life, <laughs> Suzanne starts making hungry face. Amy abandons the fire making since, let's be honest, she probably won't ever be able to light this fire and goes to get Suzanne something to eat. Back on the hill, Raquel is watching YouTube on exorcisms. Blue Eyes is laughing at his mate's girlfriend being allergic to the cat. And Raquel says, rightly, that the girlfriend has to go or figure her shit out. <laughs> Everybody uh, listening, she means that. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. That doesn't stop us from having a bunch of cats. You had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and the choice was, it had nothing to do with getting rid of cats. <laughs> no. Um, they banter. Harry apparently shares cat shaving with his, his mate as an option. And he says that he has two starbursts left. He has a green one and a red one. And Raquel chooses green. And you thought that was wild because green starbursts? In a, like one of the exotic flavor packs? Yes, I'd say probably green. But in a regular pack? No, it's, it's pink, red, orange, and yellow. That's it. That's fine. Why does it have to be a standard pack? 
Well, you said it probably was a standard pack, but just British. I did say that. That's why I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> it could definitely be. Unless you replace the orange, because who eats the orange? Nobody likes the orange. Somebody does. Dude. Somebody somebody is the happiest person when their friends get Starbursts, because they get orange as their favorite, and they get all, and of, they the get orange. all of the oranges. Yeah. So but, that one person is having a great time with orange Starbursts. Well, good for that one person. Yeah. But the rest of us should not have to cater to that one person. <laughs> you're not catering to them. I'm sacrificing so much. <laughs> no, you're sharing. It gives you a way to share with your friend without actually sacrificing anything because you weren't going to eat it. <laughs> the Halloween wow. the Halloween Starburst where you get a, two of them in a pack? Nothing worse than getting two orange. <laughs> Nothing. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. In a TV, while talking about a TV show where someone literally is murdered by her best friend. She's back. She's complaining too much for being someone who's able to complain. Okay, so orange starbursts, two of them in the Halloween pack. Okay. Or live guinea pig. Well, she seems to enjoy the live guinea pig. No, you. Me? You have to choose. So I'd have to eat the guinea pig? Yes. Like the entire thing or just the meat? No, the entire... It's a live guinea pig. You have to crunch into its warm, squealing body. Okay, but do I have to eat the entire thing, or yeah. can I just eat the meat? No, you can't just eat the meat. You have to eat the fur, too. Skeleton? Is the fur the problem? This, yeah, I just want to pet the fur. The skeleton is the problem? Skeleton, yeah, you puncture your insides. There's lots of marrow in there. No, you're fine. Burst out my duodenum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I actually had something to say about Harry. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that makes one of us. They start chatting and having a better time because of the Starburst thing. Yeah. And I start wondering, do demons have, like, thralls, do you think? I don't know what a thrall is. Oh, like, a, like in what we do in the shadows, they would call them a familiar. Okay. I know what a familiar is. <laughs> use, the, use real words, Well, David. to me... <laughs> Well, to me, a familiar is like an animal, but in what we do in the shadows... Guillermo is an animal Ooh. in Puss in Boots. Rude. <laughs> he plays the dog? I, I don't know. You should follow him on Instagram. He's hilarious and fabulous and traveling the world. He, he, he is. <laughs> How I've been thinking of Harvey Guillon lately is George Santos. Seems like the worst Harvey Guillon character to me. It's... You don't need to know about it. It's fine. It's a political thing. But it sounds like a stupid political thing. It's incredibly dumb. Mm. So Raquel goes back to the camp. Or the camp? The cabin. The Evil Dead cabin in the woods. Yes. And she's done her research. She's watched her YouTubes. And she tells Amy that it's her fault that Suzanne came back as a revenant. Because being half demon, half human, she serves as a gateway. That's right. And she dragged Suzanne's soul back and then into her body instead of Suzanne, you know, moving on to the afterlife, which it seems like maybe there isn't one. As a person who likes to go wander around in the woods for several hours at a time, <laughs> I don't wear fancy shoes. No. Or a whole suit. It's <laughs> just a bad idea. Dress appropriately, sirs. Do you think demons can get uncomfortable? We don't know anything about these demons. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Then it's night somehow. It just becomes night. It is and, night. And Jake is telling 
an actually pretty good ghost story. And my favorite part of it is they pan over to Suzanne, who's mid-bite in a guinea pig. <laughs> I did like that shot. Just enthralled in the story. <laughs> it's such a good shot. She's so hungry, she's but into she's it. so into it. She stops eating the guinea pig. Yeah, amazing. So good. Yep. And then she gives up the fact that uh, Amy shagged one of her teachers in high school. Yeah. And then they... They all laugh about it, but they're all old enough to know how creepy that is. Yeah. They didn't say what the timeline is, so maybe she had graduated already. No. Hopefully. No. I you don't ho- go on school trips with your... Oh, was it on a school trip? Yes. Oh, I think I missed that part. <laughs> you don't go on school trips with your high school teachers after the fact. Ugh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Awful. Oh, well, I guess I was blocking it out. I do want to note that they are sitting around a fire... That I 100% guarantee either Jake or Raquel started, not Amy. Because <laughs> she can't. She can't do it. Making that teepee. I really just... It's not even the teepee, because that'll help. We have to have some stuff in the middle. I just feel like Amy has never done anything. Anything? Wow. She Ever? Doesn't, yeah. Brutal. I know. That's bad for your hero of the story i guess (laughs) woman on woman violence one of your one of the heroes of the story raquel is bumbling but she actually gets to a gets to the end goal (laughs) i don't think we've seen amy complete anything (laughs) oh man yeah i can't (laughs) if she if amy didn't have jake amy would be a dead weight around raquel and they would just be sinking into the demon infested waters that's rough it's not wrong, though, is it? Oh, I, I can't say it is. <laughs> I want to, though. I know. I do, too. Because that means we're giving Jake a lot of credit. Well, the reason I'm giving Jake credit is because he shows up, doesn't ask too many questions, and will drive them wherever. Yeah, he has a car. Which, which is, the, is and is willing to most drive. useful part. Yeah, drive them around. Not anything else that he's doing, but the showing up, not asking, showing up immediately, not asking enough questions, and then just driving wherever. He didn't have a lot of creep energy in this one either. No, but Amy has only been able to call Jake. Yeah. That is the only thing Amy has been able to do so far. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) She kept Tyler busy that one episode. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) She's she's trying. She's just not succeeding a whole lot. (laughs) Damn. I hope her arc is up (laughs) after this. I'm fine with it. She can... Continue flailing. Continue flailing. Learn nothing. Oh my gosh. I love a protagonist that learns nothing. (laughs) Most of them. I'm not saying it's not fun to watch. I'm just saying this is the hard truth. (laughs) (laughs) So inside the cabin, they are getting ready for bed. I don't, we don't know where Raquel and Jake are. We don't see them at all. (laughs) But Suzanne is connected to the radiator. She's chained to the radiator. Amy is getting ready to sleep on the couch nearby, but not near enough to be in reach of Suzanne, which is smart and probably by accident. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn. (laughs) I don't know why I'm on this roll today, but the whole time I was just like, do something right. (laughs) Wow. Outside, we see some demons lurking around because we know they're still out there, but we haven't. It's night. They're just walking the perimeter. They're just, yeah. And while doing that, Harry shows up. So now we see Harry sneaking around too. Very suspicious. That's right. Which made me think 
it's very bright outside, so we're just going to have to go with it's a full moon tonight, and they got lucky. Yeah. But do you think demons have night vision? This is when I started realizing we don't know anything about the demons. The demons. Yeah. We know that some of them have powers that others don't. Yeah. And we know that at least one of them can get somebody pregnant. And that's unusual. It they must did be. Talk about, they did talk about how unusual it was. And you can murder them by staking them in the heart with ice. Yes. And that kills kills them as opposed to... Well, it, wait. it kills the host and it sends the demon back to hell. Right. So they can come back at some point. Possibly. We don't know if you can summon demons or if demons... We don't know how they get to Earth. Yeah. So that's something we have three more episodes to learn about. That's true. Hmm. I don't know that it's necessary to know a lot about the demons at this stage, So, but it, it does feel weird to know really nothing. It is, you know, it's not bad to be curious. Yeah. Okay. After all of that, that turns out to be nothing. Nobody does any, none of the outside creepers are doing anything to the inside sleepers. <laughs> Just walking. <laughs> creepers and sleepers. That's what the episode should have been called. Right? <laughs> Making sure it's creepers and sleepers. <laughs> Um, Amy has a nightmare about Suzanne eating her. She Ooh, not a nightmare. A premonition. A vision. But she doesn't know that yet. She doesn't know that yet. But this is where I figured out, ah, oh, she's having visions. Okay. Do you think it's going to come up again? <laughs> yes, I do. Good, because I think I've been a little bit burned with the X-Files not bringing up things back. <laughs> this person is magic, but only today. <laughs> Scully is a hand-picked warrior of God. A paladin. Scully is a paladin. (laughs) For this episode? (laughs) And maybe we'll remember once and throw in a line, but it won't go anywhere. Yes, so she has visions. When she opens her eyes, she looks across. Suzanne has laid down but is staring at her lustily. She's gonna eat you, Amy. (laughs) The next morning, Raquel finds a green starburst in a bracelet on the porch. It was what Harry was doing. He was leaving. He had f- discovered where they were staying, probably because of the big red car. And <laughs> big he wasn't even trying to find them. He was just like, oh, this is them. At first I was like, that's creepy. And then I was like, I bet you can see that kayak from the hill. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and good for Raquel and you for recognizing right away that that was a bracelet. Because I had no idea. <laughs> She walks to their hill, but he isn't there because we have to be, we have to be confused thinking that the demons got him, but they didn't pause long enough because it was half a second before he walked up the other side of the hill. (laughs) And we were like, I wasn't worried about him anyway, but (laughs) (laughs) they banter. It's whatever. But where is Harry staying? Why is no one asking the questions? Because I had that one on the other part of when they were on the hill when they met. Generally, you run into people and you're like, oh, I didn't know anybody else was out here. Where Whereabouts are you staying? Not to be like, show me exactly your <laughs> Give me your GPS long. coordinates. Right? <laughs> but, oh, we're staying over in that area. And that's kind of a thing that you do so that you don't wander in that direction to pee later. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense right? now that you, when you say it that way. <laughs> and, you know, I... I think it would be a good idea to get the whereabouts kind of in general if you're trying to keep a newly bloodthirsty person-eating demon on lock. You know, to know where the nearby person is. 
No one, no one asks questions though. No, no. We have discussed uh, in this episode. They're not good at this. No. <laughs> That's part of why we love them. I guess so. If they were just badass demon killers, eh, no. Nope. That's going to work. They do chat for a bit, and then um, something awkward happens, and Raquel basically runs away. Yeah, <laughs> strange. She kind of turned on a dime for me. Yeah, I was like, I don't, what? What happened? What I miss? I'm not rewinding it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and we go into the cabin where Suzanne and Amy are having a chat, but not mm-hmm. a fun girl talk chat. Mm-hmm. Suzanne's like accusing Amy of being afraid of her. Amy's trying to say, no, no, no. And yes, yes, you are. And yes, you should be. Mm-hmm. But you can't show your fear. That's when the things attack. That's when the predator versus prey. Amy says, hey, let's go sit by the campfire or whatever. Even though it's daytime. I don't know why your campfire's going. No, she just said, do you want to go outside? You want to go outside? Like a dog? She's like, you want to go for a walk? (laughs) Do you go outside? Do you go outside? So another thing we do know about the demons is sun doesn't bother them. Right. And I don't think they sleep because they're out all the time. They are. They're just constantly going. I guess you can be outside at nighttime. It is nighttime at five o'clock. Yeah. And everybody else was awake at the same time. That's true. So (laughs) maybe they just got up in a tree and took a little snooze. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. But Suzanne starts talking about let me go and freaks out on Amy. Just let me go, you bitch. Yep. Very heartbreaking and scary. Well, Suzanne is starving to death. She is. Uh, Again. Starving to death again. Yeah. But what can you do? They ran out of guinea pigs. (laughs) And didn't bring any liver. Nope. Or blood or food for them. We never see anybody else eating. (laughs) No, we don't. That night, by another fire, it gets nighttime real fast. Amy and Raquel are talking about finding a cure. Basically, Raquel is telling Amy what she found, if she found anything. They're trying to... It's really nothing. They don't know yet. They don't know what to do. They joke about having sex with a geography teacher again. Still not funny because gross. And bad. (laughs) And that guy's probably still teaching. Jake is doing something. He's got the lantern and he's inside the cabin. Suzanne apparently declined coming outside all day. Just stayed on her little pallet by the radiator. Every time Amy came near, she's like, let me go, you bitch! (laughs) It was a long day. That's why Suzanne, I mean, that's why Amy just stayed outside after a while. So as Jake's bumbling around in there, Suzanne calls out to him and she tells him she really has to wee. He hesitates, but she gets him with urgency and pleading. Jake is an And it gets the better of him. He's trying to be a good guy. She doesn't drink water. Neither does anyone else in the woods. (laughs) Have you seen anybody drink water? No, I saw him drinking beer. Or even carry a water bottle around. We could just assume they drank water elsewhere. Yes. No, they're not eating and they're not drinking water. (laughs) She's dead and she's not been drinking any water. She does not have to pee. But she's cute. Okay. And she has to pee on her only little bed. (laughs) Because <laughs> now she's she can't get very far. Either way, he goes to unchain her. Yep. Why the fuck did they let him hold the keys? And then he starts to help her up, and that's when she knocks him over. Ugh. She doesn't attack him though. She runs. She does. She doesn't need him. Nope. It's. I mean. It was a choice. It was a choice because <laughs> she probably had plenty of time before anybody noticed Jake was gone. Yep. So good for her. I guess. Yep. 
But yeah, I don't know why anybody let him hold the keys. We were giving him so much props earlier this episode. I wasn't. I was just saying he has a car and doesn't ask questions. I'm saying he's your favorite character in any TV show ever. (laughs) That I've ever remembered. (laughs) (laughs) How many TV shows do you remember? Let's see. Uh, The Great? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, then he's already not my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Remember being pissed off about Carnival. (laughs) So mad. I cannot believe you let me watch that final episode. We should have just slowly faded away from watching it at all. And then I could just every now and then be like, oh, I don't think we ever finished what Carnival. What how Carnival ended. <laughs> and then I could have pretended yeah. the end. And instead I have to know. And it pisses me off. <laughs> because it overshadows everything else. <laughs> it's the only thing I think of when I think of Carnival. Awesome. <laughs> that fucking... I can't wait <laughs> to drag all of these listeners with us. And like, bold this statement. I'm going to be watching it going, I've never seen this before. Get to the <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> so after Suzanne leaves and Jake gets back on his feet, he rushes to the fire, I guess, expecting to see Suzanne. He, like, what? She's yeah. not a dog. She didn't what? want outside to go sit next to her person. <laughs> wild thing to think that she did. He's such a weirdo. So that gets everybody into the chase. I see how why they had to do it, but it didn't make any sense. I could have just shown him like running past them. I know, and just being like, she's gone. Have you seen her? Yeah. No. Suzanne stopped really close to them. So when she starts running again, Amy sees her light pink satin jacket. I just love that nobody's dressed for the woods out here. Mm-hmm. Except Harry. Harry's dressed fine for the woods. He's kind of dressed like them. Pants and a jacket. But it feels like an outdoorsy jacket, and she's wearing a pink satin jacket. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just continuing the theme of they're not very prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> Through running some more, Raquel splits off, and um, Suzanne realizes that they're close because... Amy is now calling for Raquel. Amy and Jake stop and they're like, where's Raquel? And they're Raquel, Raquel. And I actually thought the way that this was shot, I thought Raquel was going to show up around the corner. Yeah. But she didn't, which was the first time I was surprised. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, not what I expected. So Suzanne runs again as Amy and Jake get closer. We still don't know where Raquel is. Amy does not follow Suzanne, but this is when she realizes that she's seen this before, Suzanne running through the dark woods. She sees what she saw in her vision. Yes. And she says that, and Jake's like, why aren't we chasing her? I don't understand. (laughs) Takes no initiative himself, though. He's like, I don't know who to chase now. Do I stay with you or do I go after her? Someone give me directions. Uh, As Suzanne runs off and... Amy does nothing, and Jake also does nothing. This is where Suzanne comes across Harry. So answering the question that I have had this whole time, where is Harry? In a tent. She finds him. He's in a tent. And I say, thank you. That is the only question I had. (laughs) (laughs) She's so hungry, and the music is tense, but I'm not worried because I don't actually care about this guy. LOL. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, she puts her hand on the tent, so it's the handprint on the tent while he's inside. It's real good. I loved it. Did you? I thought it was super creepy. It would have definitely been creepy because I don't think he heard her coming up, which is impossible. She's super quiet. She's a revenant. She doesn't crunch on grass and dead leaves. She's got that kind of power. Mm. 
noise deadening power. Yeah, pass without trace. That's what it is. All right. Yeah, he doesn't hear her, which would have been the creep. I think would have been the creepiest part of having somebody put their hand on the tent is not knowing that it was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be super creepy. I thought it was great. She slowly takes her hand off the tent, and then there's a an edit in the filming, so we don't actually <laughs> know how much time has passed before he's unzipping his tent, which makes sense. You have to find out what's happening. You can't just stay there. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I'd just be like, uh, oh no. If I sit here long enough. Will they go away? They'll you either go away or kill me. You won't know because you can't hear them moving around out there. <laughs> you would never know if they left. I, I don't know what I would do. Oh, yeah. He gets out. He flashes his flashlight around, but he doesn't see Suzanne. He does shine his light directly in Raquel's face. Raquel shows up at his tent, which leads me to my second question for this episode is... What kind and how many lanterns does Harry have inside that tent? It is lit up like a beacon. Several. It's brighter than any tent I have ever seen. He loves camping, but he's afraid of the dark. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's why he's camping during the full moon. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Look, someone who planned ahead. Yeah, he's well prepared. This guy's on it. While they're outside the tent, there's some weird bantering that... It happened so quickly, but it was really about nothing. So I didn't write out what they were saying to each other. But basically he says, why did you put your hand on my tent? And she's like, why would I do that? I don't come out here and rub myself on people's tents, which was pretty funny. This is really funny. But then all of a sudden she's like, no, wait, it was me. Because he was like, well, then who was it? And she can't say that. It was my revenant friend. Right. (laughs) So it kind of devolves into eventually she gets his number. We'll see later if she actually typed his phone number into her phone or if she was just pretending. British phone numbers are wild. What the hell? How many digits was that? Like 17? (laughs) I don't know. There's a rustling in the woods as they're talking and eventually Raquel runs off. She says she's going to go find her friends, but she does not find her friends. She finds Suzanne. She is talking to Suzanne and kind of lures her out by tossing her baton away from her body and rolling up her sleeve to say, look, I I get it. Because Suzanne keeps saying, you you don't understand. You don't, you don't understand how painful this is. Uh She's so hungry. So that's when Raquel rolls up her sleeve and it's just like, I get it. Come, come and feed on me. Suzanne being hungry. Basically, Suzanne is just a hungry dog is what she is in this entire episode. Raquel lures her out with food. And while... Suzanne is distracted. Raquel grabs the taser that she was looking in that box for earlier mm-hmm. while she was calling um, Amy. So she's, see, she's prepared. half, she's half prepared. This is a good plan. This is a good plan. So then she tases. She hits her in the arm on the puffy jacket, which is your first mistake. Yeah, but I think you're just going. Whatever. The main mistake is not charging. <laughs> There's the no batteries. So now Suzanne knows what the deal is. And pushes her down and starts biting on Raquel. And that's when Dylan slowly walks out of the woods. And at first I was like, if, at first I thought it was Jake. I was like, why are you so slow, Jake? <laughs> Help your friend. But then I realized it was Dylan. And I was like, I don't know. I understand. <laughs> you got to stop this. because You don't have to stop it. Right now. Too soon. <laughs> you clearly don't like Raquel. <laughs> right. You can't let her die, but you can let her. Get bit a little. Yeah. So he hits Suzanne, and then apparently Raquel passes out also. Amy and Jake 
shake her and wake her up, and Suzanne and Dylan are gone. Raquel knows that something is weird because she's been killing these things since she was 14, Mm -hmm. but they saved her life. So it's like, ooh. Yeah, there's definitely some dissonance, and she's like, I don't like this because something's obviously changed. Yeah. This is a thing, this is a dynamic I don't understand, Mm -hmm. which means I don't understand something very big. It's new, and therefore it's scary. Yeah. And And also it has to do with demons, so it's definitely scary. It's doubly scary. (laughs) Right. I don't like just things that are new. (laughs) Period. And then they leave the cabin, and then Harry walks up, and then just kind of looks around. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird little bit. I don't know what he's doing. I did notice that... I don't know how long he's been camping out there. It's obviously been a couple of days because there's been some nights in here scattered throughout. And so he knows where the cell phone signal is. Yes. So it might not be his first time out there. But either way, his hair is squeaky clean. Oh. He just got out of the shower and styled it. Oh, so you find that suspicious. I do. Okay. I don't think he's actually sleeping in that tent. I bet he has a trailer or a hotel room or something. Ooh, like Bear Grylls? He's faking it? Yep. <laughs> But at least he doesn't talk like Bear Grylls, so I like him better, even though I obviously don't care about him much. (laughs) Editor's note, we are getting ready to go on a tear of calling Callum Cullen here, which is odd because we've never even seen Twilight outside of like 20 minutes at a time in a hotel room. Suzanne comes to at Cullen's house, and she's tied to a wooden chair. But we know, surprise, she's not dead because we didn't know if she was dead or not. We kind of figured she probably wasn't, but... Yeah, you what take, do demons do to revenants? You take a bonk on the head, that would hurt me real bad. But I'm not dead. Right. So, who knows? Who knows? Is she dead and decaying also? Oh, it's too soon to tell. Yeah. Does the blood prevent the decaying? And if she stops eating, she'll start decaying? Maybe. Oh, because she did look real bad when she was really hungry. She had... She definitely starts looking worse. Yep. Dried out. Hmm. Chapped lips. And I'm wondering that because... In need of some bird's bees. If you start to decay and you get a bonk on the head, could Ooh, your bones get brittle? It goes well, straight through. Yeah. Mushy. Yeah. Mushy skull. She got a severe case of the mushy skull. Yep. It might happen. I don't know. I don't know anything about these <laughs> demons. What are the rules? <laughs> well, she's not a demon. That's true. I've, I don't know what the rules are anyway about anything. She's surprised to to find that she's there. She's obviously hungry, and Cullen's doing the thing where he tells all of his secrets, his secret plans. He's also making eggs, and we find Ramos out... Ramos Rancheros. Yes, and he talks about everything. But he does point out, we get the camera zoom out and see that there's another person tied to a chair across the table, and that is Suzanne's breakfast. Yes. Suzanne was trying to get Amy to let her eat a pedophile or a rapist. Yep. But we don't know if this guy is a pedophile or a rapist. I'm going to go with probably a rapist at the very least. At the very least? Okay. Yes. I don't know about the pedophilia part. I, th- I think Cullen probably just grabbed a random person. <laughs> I was wondering because what it would be a really good way to get rid of someone you needed to get rid of in a very scary way if you're yeah. trying to send a message. Depends on how much of it the Revenant eats. If it Revenant eats the entire body, oh yeah. Yeah. If I was an assassin, it's also I'd un- keep a Revenant around. It's also unclear how much the Revenant needs to eat because she only ate a little bit of the hair guy and then yeah. she had a guinea pig, but that guinea pig looked mostly whole. She had at least two guinea pigs. Yeah. If it was two for three or three for two, <laughs> right. we're not sure. 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, as the part of his plan is basically, he's being pretty vague. He's not telling all of the details, but he is saying, I'm using you to lure in Raquel through Amy. Yeah. And then he says, he unties her and he says, enjoy your breakfast. <laughs> and she looks like she's going to. Yep. And she sits there hissing for a little while and we don't see her attack or eat the guy's liver. But she could also just get blood or liver at a butcher. Yeah. Very so good. Just, you know, just an FYI in case any of your friends ever turn into revenants. Check the butcher first. They probably have something. Well, All right. What is your lesson? My lesson is not every episode can be a banger. <laughs> Mine is focus on the two main characters. It makes for a better episode. Yeah. All right. And one of the things that people have critiqued the show about is having a Buffy problem. Okay. Um, I have seen it compared to Buffy, but usually favorably. Let me guess what the Buffy problem is. I can't guess what the Buffy problem okay. is. <laughs> Um, I've only read a little bit about this, but one of the things the reviewer that I was reading for this point said it would be unfair to continue or boring even to continue comparing to Buffy if the show didn't do so much to be like, and this is like what Buffy does. Mm. They're basically pulling Buffyisms, but I see. So if they're going to do it, if they're going to pay homage to Buffy, then you get to compare it because you keep doing it. You keep reminding everybody of this. Hmm. Kind of distilling down the Buffy problem is it's the dialogue. Revenant Suzanne isn't vampiric, but all blood sucky. It's the villain. The mayor meets Glory. Fastidious Bon Viver is what, bon Viver. Is what they said. And uh, even the props, Raquel's concealed weapons chest, all recall Joss Whedon's show. And it's true. One of the main critiques that I've seen beyond just the comparison is that for all of Joss Whedon's faults, and there are many, <laughs> there was a point to Buffy and the big bads. Yeah. Because it was it was basically the big bad as a stand-in for real world problems, whatever they were. So you could kind of go, okay, I see that this is a metaphor for this. And in Crazy Head, what is the point of Suzanne being a revenant? Like, where, what is, what is the point? I don't think it's a metaphor. I think it's just part of the story. Maybe, but I think that's part of the problem when people start comparing them so closely. Yeah, it's definitely not a one-to-one. -one, no. But there, there are definitely some one-to-ones. Like, I wasn't thinking about the weapons chest, but yeah. Mm -hmm. That's certainly one of them. I don't know if I would compare Cullen... To the mayor or Glory. Because he's just so overtly evil. He's not nice at all. That's true. The mayor was so good. He was so nice. I loved that character. Such yeah. a great character. And I liked Glory too. But he's nothing like Glory. She was mean but in a very casual way. Yes. Where Cullen is very specific and uh, he's very pointedly mean. He is. Yeah. I liked Glory's way of being evil because of course a god would see humans as nothing everything is just an ant it, yeah so it's not even mean it's mm -mm. just you don't matter it feels mean because you're like what i so do matter <laughs> <laughs> but not to a god there's no come on yeah yeah so so there were definitely there's some there's some different discussions there's also mention of the writer director um the 
I'm not sure. I can't remember his name right now, but he did a show previous called Misfits. So mm -hmm. it's compared to that also, which I mean, that's what happens yeah, when, that you, makes sense. when you make different TV shows, even if they're completely different. I don't know anything about Misfits, but I'm curious what that show's about. So I might look into that before our next episode. Okay. Just to be like, oh, and this is what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else about Shave the Cat? No, other than don't do it. Yeah, don't do that. The Rotating Cast Files is produced by Kristen Riley and Dave Reed, edited by Dave Reed. Thanks for being here, and if you enjoyed the episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you could go to Apple Podcasts, and please, please, please go rate and review us, give us five stars. Tell us that we're doing magnificent things. Oh Tell us that we are doing the impossible with podcasting. Wow. We would love you for it or even easier tell people about us you can find us on twitter and instagram at cast files we also auto post to youtube so if that's your streaming service of choice or if you like closed captions they are available there and finally email us at the rotating cast files at gmail.com <laughs>